0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.
1: It's time for Speak Legal, conversations
0: with community law Otago,
1: made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Yes, our very first edition of Speak Legal for 2022. Every week we take an opportunity to catch up with Community Law Otago and speak with one of their resident experts about matters of the law which, well, it might flesh out what we already know. It might open up a new opportunity to learn something about how the law affects us, how the law is created and how it is applied. And joining us on the line this morning, Lisha De Bruyne. Lisha uh, Morena, good to have you with us.
0: Morena, thank you for having me again.
1: I hope it was a great summer break for you and the team. I know that, um, of course, uh, all of your volunteers are heavily immersed in studies as well, so it's nice to sort of take a bit of time away from all of that.
0: Yeah, it was great, and I'm sure everyone else had a really lovely break. We'll read back into it.
1: And uh, Community Law Otago at the moment, uh, they are offering their services to the public. Best thing to do if you've got a little query, whether it's about what we talk about today or anything else, just Mm -hmm. get in touch by phone.
0: Yes, phone or email, um, and that's a simple Google search community, Laura Tago, those um, details are accurate. Flick us an email, flick us a, um, give us a call, and leave us a message if we don't answer, then we'll definitely get back to you.
1: All right. Well, we um, pick a topic every week, and this week's topic is online safety, and always a timely (laughs) one, especially with, uh, I guess, over the last couple of years, so many of us spending a, a lot more time online.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, over the couple of years with COVID, all the lockdowns, the the traffic light system, working from home, many of us are just spending a lot more time online. Um, And so I just thought, you know, for the next few segments uh, that you have me for, I think I'll cover a couple of topics related to online safety and what everyone can do to just, you know, re- just have it in the forefront of your mind about what they're doing online and having making sure that they're not putting themselves at unnecessary risk.
1: Great stuff, looking forward to it. So what are we going to talk about today?
0: So specifically we're going to talk about today is scams, um, but that in itself is such a large area, so what I'll do is I'll talk about, I'll go through how to spot a possible scam um, and then some of the basic things that people can do just to protect themselves from scams.
1: Alright. Yeah,
0: so the Basics are that, well, according to NetSafe, the the go to people um, that work with online safety and scams and fraud, um, New Zealanders are losing millions and millions of dollars to scammers online every year, and it's probably more just because those reports are based on only the reported scams. So, and while scams are obviously quite different in nature, they all have a common theme that in in that they are trying to obtain your personal information and financial details that's why it's really important that people need to stop and think very carefully about what they're entering the details online and where they're entering those details and who they're giving them to uh, it's particularly important that you protect or that people protect information that can be used to access their accounts and you know or build a fake Online presence or impersonate them. Uh, And just a few of these things include, you know, your log, the obvious things like your login details, your passwords um, to online accounts. And that includes quite significantly your bank accounts, your email accounts, social media, and any trading sites. Um, Of course, any bank account or credit card details, your address, your phone number, uh, your birth date personal information that's linked to questions on your online account. Uh, so, you know, what's your older sister's name, your pet dog, um, your favourite school topic, things like that. If you if you know you've chosen something as your security question and a lot of people tend to have the same security questions over the the range of their accounts, just best keep those answers close to the test. Um, your driver's licence, your passport details, uh, those are also very important. And um, scammers usually use names with familiar brands such as Microsoft, Spark, Vodafone and Chorus to get people to be more likely, well, more likely to let their guard down really. Um, so just being careful that making sure if you been uh, inquired, if someone's inquiring and they're saying, oh, I'm from Microsoft tech support, uh, that you are just sure it's a legitimate call. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, yeah, increasingly sophisticated. A lot of these scammers. It's not oh, always really. easy to to pick it up straight away. You know, sometimes with those emails, they look pretty official and all the rest of it. They've borrowed, yeah. they've stolen logos and all the rest of it. So, uh, tell us about some of the, the the telltale signs that we might be being scammed. Yeah. So, some of
0: the telltale signs are that. Um, Your contact. You've been contacted out of the blue. Um, So even if the person says they're from that one of those legitimate organisations, like the bank or an embassy, your internet provider, or you know Microsoft Spark, if you weren't expecting a call from them, it's most likely a scam. Um, Getting told that there's a problem with your phone, a laptop, or internet connection. I'm sure most of us have had this call, um, or at least an email or something in relation to that. So they'll offer. So this is where they'll offer often offer you to fix your device or say that they need to have remote access to your phone or your internet company or your internet Um, definitely a scam if you have an internet issue you are the person that has to call your internet provider and follow up with them and try to get the solution fixed very rarely will the organization actually call you um, preemptively so that's just a Big tales, tell sign.
1: It's hard enough um, to get someone on the line anyway. When you do want to get something fixed,
0: definitely. So it wouldn't be, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Count you I wouldn't say you're lucky if you get a call from them. <laughs> um, best hold the line. <laughs> um, and being asked for your password—that's a pretty big one. It's legitimate organisations just have a blanket policy that they will never ever ask for your password um, to your online account. That is not even in. Um, Not even for like security questions or uh, over the phone or over an email, they just don't ask it. Uh, You needing another sign is needing to verify your account or details. So that's usually with an email. Uh, So don't respond or click to any of the links in those communications, even if it does look from the real organization. Most organizations that ask you to. Confirm your details or accounts that are legitimate will be within its own website, and then, um, and then they'll have their internal communications. Yeah, and that, that click,
1: that link that you're be being asked to click, that's where the trouble really begins, right? So you've got to. That's
0: where f- the trouble begins. Yeah, there's wary. usually some form of virus or something attached to that, and then it's down the rabbit hole.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, another de- uh, Another wee telltale sign is that someone's trying the scammer tries to get you to move outside of an online trading or booking website or app so using a third party link um but really you shouldn't pay outside of that normal website or the app process uh it's usually a prompt box and that's you it's, it's means that the website itself has been compromised. Uh so unless you're not if you're not familiar with that website's um third party prompt, I wouldn't pay for it. Usually um the website itself when you go through that payment process, it says you'll be now moved to a third party payment of PayPal or afterpay or whoever it is. Um, but if it just randomly pops up then you have gotta know ooh err on the side of caution to be fair. Mm. Uh Another good one is offering the scammers offer money or a prize in exchange for something up front um sometimes something up front is usually something like a processing fee or something in, in the lines of that It's not usually a um, and it can only, it can sometimes be a small amount about you know i'm not, I'm not like fifty or a hundred dollars but it is at the moment they have those details they can they can scan you further um being asked for money um, by your friends or partners that you've met online. This is a form of what we call romantic scams, and I will eventually cover this in the different segments just because it is quite an intricate um, scam. It's also known as catfishing. Um, I think that's the most recognisable way of calling it, mm. um, but just being, just being aware of that. Uh, and then, again, any unusual ways of paying for something. Um, they... And then asking for remote access to your advice again uh, and pressuring you to make decisions very quickly. Uh, And that's often related to someone saying, oh, I'm from the IRD, if you don't pay this now, we're going to send a on a debt collector to your door. Yeah, playing um, playing but, on fears,
1: uh, um, and you know people not wanting to get into trouble. Uh,
0: exactly. And
1: uh, yep. yeah, they get, they they know which buttons to push, don't they? <laughs> well, yes, look, definitely. That's um yeah. that's quite a list. What are some of the worst scams and uh, The most common ones we see around. Yeah. So the most
0: the most common that um, are reported are scams like those tech support scams, um, event ticket scams, and that happens. Pretty regularly, like um, oh, I can't remember what good night which one is. But if you're not buying it from something like Ticketmaster or the other legitimate ticket ticket companies, you, um, those third party ticket scams, very good chance that you might that it, it's probably a scam. Um, and those cold calling scams, I think all of us have had several calls in our lives so far from those. Mm. Um, yeah, and. It's usually the scale, those and the scams that the people use the most lose the most money though are usually those romance scams, so catfishing, um, investment scams, and invoice scams. Again, I'll cover those all, you know, in following segments. But it's good to just raise that there. But if it, if I did raise something that somebody really, oh, I'm interested in thinking and learning more about that, you can they can just head on right over to the netsafe.org.nz website. They've got a ton of articles on all the scams that you could possibly think of um, and more and very good learning material um, and the best way to gear yourself and protect yourself the best is just going to their website and yeah. reading through those articles.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea to do that regardless of whether you're actually coping with a with a with what might be a scam at that time and probably you'll be under stress mm. at, at the time. It's good just at any time to visit netsafe.org.nz. As you said, they've got a, um, a really yeah. comprehensive array of really easy to understand um tips and advice about about you know avoidance of scams um so just briefly you know, uh, you know other things that we can do just to make sure we're avoiding scams at the moment yes yeah,
0: so again like we were just saying Visit NetSafe, foolproof. It is being being proactive. It's the best way to avoid scams. Um, And NetSafe has a great, easy-to-read articles that just list it all out for you so quickly. Um, They take about two minutes to read each article, uh, so very well worth the time investment. Uh, Protecting your information. Keep your information, your personal information, secure. Uh, and be sure to think very very carefully about um before you enter your details online or giving them to somebody and again protecting that information um specifically they can access your account, build your fake those fake online presences or impersonate you and those are your login details, your passwords, your bank account details, your credit card details your address your number. Your birth date, personal information that leads to your, the most common security questions, uh, driver's license, uh, passport details, and then also generally being able to avoid scams with, at least with your passport, uh, your passwords, is creating just different passwords for each account that you have. Just so if one password is compromised, the remainder of your accounts aren't compromised. Um, It's, yeah, you can use a, you can so figure out a f- for, um a formula or just randomly generate passwords or on the computer and put that down and keep it keep it written on your notes on your phone somewhere um but that's always a very good option well you know what i do um, yeah, the, yeah.
1: A, and and if i if i probably if i went and had a look now and considered how many passwords i've got i've got no passwords that are same the same for any of the purposes i need so there's no way i'm going to remember those um and some of them are quite complicated because that's the other thing is to make them you know to make them reasonably complex Uh, i pay a service an online service a fully encrypted online service to Mm -hmm. um and i've got an app on my phone that i can um only get into with what with quite either face recognition on my phone or some quite complex password itself to get into that. And it's fully encrypted, and I can go in there. And I'd, it's so so wonderful because I've lost all that stress of having to try and to remember. Because from time to time, even with the most commonly used passwords, they just go out of your brain. They <laughs> do, yes. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's another way. You know, if, if there's a trusted service and do a bit of uh, research around that, that can provide uh, an encrypted protection for recording your passwords so you can access them from your phone or from your own computer at some time and so you can keep a good record. That's a good way of doing it too.
0: Oh, definitely. And there's plenty of really good trusted um, providers that provide all of that. And often if it's um, the security we- um, network, so you know your VPN providers, um, your you know, your Bitdefender, um, all of those, they usually provide the entire service. So they usually have one of those password encrypted um, services. So that's definitely one of the ways to go for sure.
1: I guess if you do get into uh, yes. trouble, um, tell someone about it. Tell the authorities about it.
0: Hundred percent. Reporting again, reporting is so important. Um if you it's if you see a scam or you think you've been subject to a scam reporting it because, one, it means that the authorities can be alert for the similar kind of scams and put actions in place to prevent further scams, um, that that certain scams from continuing and warning people. Um, I mean, often you've got official websites that do get compromised. um, And so, I mean, if you go into the Department of Internal Affairs website, they've got on on their website, they've got a page that says all about the scams that they have. Being people uh, pretending to be the um, Department of Internal Affairs and how that email looks, uh, so it does happen. Reporting them makes the authorities aware, and so that they can proactively prevent further um, harm. And obviously, reporting it—you can so you can report it to NetSafe, or you can report it to the Department of Internal Affairs. That's the best place to go because the Department of Internal Affairs is obviously an official government website. Um, an organisation where NetSafe uh, NetSafe isn't. Um, They are very helpful in providing you guidance and what to do and what your next steps are. Um, But then um, to report it, definitely the Department of Internal Affairs. And you can just send it through a text message, really.
1: Well, a big topic, and we've explored uh, some of it today, but we'll look forward to further conversations over coming weeks around this, Leisha. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us for our first edition of Speak Legal for 2022. Our thanks go to Community Law Otago and the law faculty at the University of Otago for supporting this uh, weekly segment here on the Awesome Morning Show. Catch you next week, Leisha. Thank
0: you very much for having me, Jeff.
1: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.